0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Work Alchemy podcast series on impact talking with entrepreneurs and organizational leaders who contribute to building a more cooperative and positive future. I'm Ursula York, the host of this series. I'm a mentor to business people who want to have a positive effect on the world around them, building strong businesses by creating value for their clients, team members, and the larger world. I am so passionate about sharing with you the stories of entrepreneurs and leaders who have impact, their inspiring and energizing role models. I hope you use what you learn here to be inspired about what you can do in your business and beyond. For ongoing inspiration and support to get clear on your impact and put it into action, enter your name and email at workalchemy.com. Today's guest in this podcast series on impact is Dr. Rosie Kuhn. Rosie is author of the popular Self-Empowerment 101 and founder of the Paradigm Shifts Coaching Group in Silicon Valley. She's the preeminent thought leader in the field of transformational coaching, coach training, and leadership development. Rosie specializes in identifying and transforming belief systems that hold us back in business and in life. She empowers individuals, executives, and organizations to fearlessly embrace transformation and realize previously untapped potential. She successfully coached and trained professionals in multiple companies for clients such as Gap, SanDisk, Flextronics, Sun Microsystems, and Nike Israel. Engaging and charming, Rosie is a popular speaker, facilitator, and blogger. She captivates audiences, often moving them to both laughter and tears. She makes her home on Orcas Island in the Pacific Northwest. She sailed across the Atlantic Ocean aboard a 93-foot schooner. Her second book, The Unholy Path of a Reluctant Adventurer, tells the story of her choice-making process that took her to the far reaches of appropriate womanhood. And closer to her own true essence of being. Welcome to the podcast, Rosie. I'm very interested to hear about this uh, this journey that you took across the Atlantic. Is is it something that you feel has really informed your business? Is it something that's that's really been been part of that, or do you see that as time
1: away that you've felt the need to take? Uh, all. All of this, this is again in the the book, uh, The Unholy Path of a Reluctant Adventurer, because I was actually a a scaredy cat most of my life. And so to do anything, I'd have to, in a sense, the the, the calling, if you will, uh, was what drew me to any significant (laughs) thing I did in my life, significant event. Uh, I was out in Nova Scotia. It was a calling to go out there from... um, uh, I was living in Ontario and got my masters in marriage and family therapy and went out to Nova Scotia and uh worked in recovery uh but so the point of like I sailed for 2 years and and it was meant as the sort of the next adventure in my life the the fellow who built the boat in Nova Scotia and was his intention was to sail around the world and I fell in love with the boat which was just this phenomenal being you, know, you can Anyone who wants to see it, it's Tree of Life schooner. It's a schooner, so it's Schooner mm-hmm. Tree of Life. They can Google it and see how beautiful she is. And um, but the the crossing I- itself was, uh, in a sense, a uh, rites of passage. Um, I was terrified. I could have flown across and met uh, the fellow over the other side, but it's like I you know came to see that this was uh, something that was important to me. And I had what's known as a transformational or a spiritual experience uh, in the crossing because every day I thought I was going to die. I mean, it was just like every day I thought I was going to die. And you'd think, well, the waves must have been eighty feet high and you know storms. It's like no, every day was perfectly normal with maybe six <laughs> foot waves for a, you know a very large boat. Right. And I just assumed I was going to die. And so you were had, and you were all alone, right? No, 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 I was with, there were seven of us on this okay. boat. Okay, okay. Yeah, but it was the start of my, my. it was just another opening, but the bigger opening in terms of a transformational experience and what transformation actually means in the sense that I had this experience where I got clear that this boat is not something to be feared and its its journey is not something that's like, you know this boat was pre was made to sail the oceans you know it was made created it was happy in the middle of the ocean doing what it was doing and all I had to do was say gosh I mean this is like it was a moment of that moment of I'm I'm like realizing that this boat is just so happy in its heart to be in the middle of the ocean in the middle of the earth in the middle of the world you know it was just like this moment of of connection and I realized that I had nothing to fear.
0: Hmm. Well, that's a powerful experience to have. So um is that something that has kind of stayed with you over time? Because sometimes people go through these transformational experiences and then they they kind of lose touch with that and mm-hmm. revert to how things how things used
1: to be. It um the experience itself uh uh all of it took me, like the next calling, if you will, took me out to the, the Silicon Valley, out to a, a graduate school uh, in Palo Alto called the Institute of Transpersonal Psychology. I was doing a PhD, and, and um, while I was there, I was teaching sailing in the San Francisco Bay. And, and all of that led to what's my dissertation about, and it was about transformation. <laughs> so it's like the experience I had in the middle of the ocean and what I was supporting and empowering people to do on the San Francisco Bay uh, was to uh, transcend their fears and, and to see the world in a different way, if you will, that paradigm shift. So my, my dissertation was uh, called uh, was Sailing as a Transformational Experience. So I didn't even know then, um, Ursula, that my life and my work is about transformation and the and about shifting paradigm, I had no idea that that all was leading me in the direction of of where I am and where I'm going, in um, in my work as a, a a life and business and spiritual coach. No idea.
0: Yeah. And and this, I mean, it, it's amazing how all these events have kind of one thing led to another, and it's brought you to where where you are now, and and you're actively coaching people. Individually and within companies, and what is it that makes what you do unique or, or special
1: uh, I, you know it's like it, it boggles my mind <laughs> because I, I think why I think everyone is doing this work, but for the feedback that I get is that uh, I'm asking questions of people and uh, h- holding their wholeness as as part of the conversation so my degree my phd is in transpersonal psychology which means the transpersonal is what we experience in our domain of circumstance the physical 3d ourselves or our mentalizations but it also includes our spiritual self, or our, our, our community, our wholeness, our cultures, uh, the energetic vibrational resonance of who we are, all of that. And all of that influences who we are as business people and as as human beings. We're, we're impacted by all of that. So, so my work is unique in that when a client, it can be a CEO, it could be an employee, a manager, they come in and the questions that I ask, what do you want? includes the wholeness of their being and not just I want to be a leader or I want to be an effective manager. I want people to listen to me or, you know, pay attention. But there's something bigger. And so my questioning and my inquiry and my um, focus is on this whole person.
0: Mm -hmm. I love the way you put that in that you're holding their wholeness because there's so much of what people do that feels fragmented and when you're holding the space for them to come into this kind of integrated, aligned self, it,
1: it really helps people move into that. Has that been your experience? Absolutely. Uh, quite often, coaches are coaching to the circumstances, and, and as they're, they're wanting to create change in the circumstances. So they're talking to a manager, and they say to the manager essentially, um, Here's what you need to change, here's what you need to do differently. Okay my questioning is what's this what is it that has you do the things that you do the way you do them now in a sense it's a process of how we be and every one of us is is has trained and enculturated ourselves to be a certain way and to look at the world as we do and so my questions are i'm curious and fascinated how what has you do what you do the way you do it not what are you doing I, it does that's almost not a, that's almost not significant to me but what has you do it the, this way uh one fellow i was working with in israel he, he he uh he was he was the owner of the company and he he was an aggressive individual that was angry a lot and and utilized that anger with his his uh, employees and he saw his manager who's got, who gets so much more respect and honor and delight in the work. And he goes, I want that. And it's like, well, what has you operate from this place of aggression and, and, uh, control? So it's not like, and I, so we didn't say do it differently. It's like, if you want that difference, let's look at what has you do it the way you do it now. What is it that has you control or operate from this place of control and aggression
0: and and have you found that in working with people in that way that they're able to then shift what they do in the present because one of the the criticisms i guess of of this focus on well what's the what's at the root of this why are you doing that and and all this exploration into early childhood and i don't know if that's as deep as far back as you go but there's there's been some criticism of that of of dwelling too much in the past versus let's focus on the present and see what we can shift here how how have you have you been able to manage that tension and and still move into action in the present help people do that
1: that's a great question ursula because the fact of the matter is is that um the way that a person is operating today is how they're operating today. They may have learned to operate that way in the past, but this is a mechanism or a strategy that they're utilizing today. So it's not like, where did you learn that and how did that? But it's like, what has you in this moment utilize that particular strategy when you see it's not giving you the outcome that you want? So it's not about the past at all. It's about right now in this moment looking at how you're doing what you're doing. What has you do what you do? And it's like you know the bottom line with this fellow is I want to be in control and I'm afraid that if I do try to do it differently, I'll be vulnerable to attack and rejection. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's all I'm I'm speaking in present terms, right? Mm-hmm. It's not about the past, it's about here's why I do what I do right now. So it's not about the past. It's it's about looking at how the person is operating. What's their operating mechanisms that has them choose what they choose today, right yeah. now.
0: And what's influencing them to do
1: that right now? Yeah. Yes. In the because the, the influence is occurring in this moment. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. What what's the impact
0: of that work? How how do you feel that you affect people by doing this work with them?
1: Uh you know, my work is about the fulfillment of the human spirit. Okay, and so what I want is every individual on the planet to live in fulfillment of their human spirit. And so, whether it's a person who's a CEO making millions of dollars or thousands of dollars, or just anybody, I'm wanting to um, empower them to empower themselves to to ha- to experience the fulfillment of themselves through their work or their their relationships whatever those relationships are, the, the, the nature of, of transformation versus change is, again, we can change what we do, we can change, you know, what's on our desks, we can change the time management elements of, we can change those things, but they're not going to last. In a sense, when you're speaking about the, the experience on the boat, that was a moment of transcendence if you will. We can call it transformational because it affected how I be in the world. It didn't, that that moment did not, I did never forgot that moment, but um, I began to be different in my life in all aspects of my life. Uh, in, In transcendence or change we're affecting what is current in one particular context or domain at work we'll say. When we do transformation when transformation occurs, it occurs in every aspect of our life, because it affects how we're being, not what we're doing. And I mean, when we're affecting our how we're being, that influences how we're being, I'm sorry, how we're what we're doing. Does that make sense? Yes. And I, uh, I, it's something that
0: I often talk with my own clients about, well, you know, when you're undergoing Change. It's not as simple as well. Now we're going to do things differently, or you're going to go and approach the situation differently. When it's a at the level of transformation, it shifts in a way who you are. You're becoming right. someone else, someone who's able to do the things that you're wanting to do.
1: Is that your experience of it? Does that that's right capture that's it? That, that it does capture it. Yeah. Um, uh, because when when we say so. You know, there's four questions that I ask as a coach, and I think these are basic to every coaching coach, coach. which is, what do you want? Like, what do you really want? Uh, what are the obstacles in the way? What needs to shift to move those obstacles? And what will you practice? So when we're able to say, here's what I really want, then we're able to see what those, those obstacles are. What's in the way, the obstacles, is generally... My interpretations and my principles and values what I what I say is my principles and values. and um, if I look at them and say, well, those things are in the way, then I need to shift how I'm perceiving the world. I'm, that's the paradigm shift. I have to see things differently in order to 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 um, to release the, the limitations that are getting in the way of me having what I want. And so we just it's always a matter of just letting go of what isn't working how do you feel that that affects
0: the larger world i mean you're working with your client directly they have people that they're interacting with do you do you feel that your work is something that
1: that affects things outside of that sphere absolutely because when a person is in their, is in our acting in their highest good and their highest truth they're impacting everyone In a sense that, by them being them true their true selves, they are um, requiring others (laughs) to be their themselves. So, for instance, people who are uh, and taking care of other people, let's say, uh, in in terms of enabling or codependent kind of behavior, um, they're acting so that people don't leave them. I'm I'm, like people will say, I'm I do all this because I'm afraid people won't find me lovable. and unworthy, you know, and they'll find me unworthy, and so I keep helping other people out. And it's like, well, what happens if you stop helping other people in that way from that codependent place, not from generosity, true generosity? Right. And the truth is, is those people then have to those people that that they're helping have to help themselves. They have to to get clear with their own self um, what's going on. So so it's it becomes a domino effect. So,
0: yeah. Well, it's always amazing to me when that happens—that these people that may or may not have been able to do whatever it is you're helping them with before suddenly kind of rise to the occasion. So it's that's right. It's a it's a great service that ripples out.
1: That's right. Uh, the client in Israel who was aggressive, and as he as he became as he practiced—I mean, it was a real practice for him because he was so entrenched in his. What we call survival mechanism of I have to lead with control and fear, uh, he was so entrenched in that it was really hard for him to let that go because he would feel so vulnerable, uh, but the kindness that he was generating created more laughter and playfulness in his life, and that rippled into his you know with his partner and his ch- child and and also with people at work and so it became he became a much more pleasant person to be around. Which is like ah now we can we can do what we do not out of fear, but out of because we enjoy doing it, and then they those people you know it's just the customers the clients the the uh, the venue ven, ven what am I saying vendors the, uh, vendors vendors <laughs> everyone is impacted because this person decides I'm not I'm going to see if I can shift the way I'm being so that I can be more approachable and enjoyable to be around yeah one of the Huge things impact.
0: yeah i agree and i w- one of the things that that people sometimes have difficulty in doing is translating this impact that they want to have that they feel they want to have <laughs> excuse me into their marketing and is that something that you share with people in conversation because i think sometimes we f- we feel reluctant to talk about the larger impact that we want to have in the work that we're doing that we we tend to want to keep it very practical or or the way we feel people can grasp it do you are you how how do you treat that in your own marketing
1: well again in terms of the nature of what we're talking about that wholeness if we're if we compartmentalize it then it's something that we're doing as opposed to hey here's here's my my orientation in the world so it's going to come through my my marketing it's going to come through every conversation i have with the world because it's the way i'm being it's it's the essential nature of my being that then gets um gets uh put out into the world so when i'm uh, i train trained coaches for over uh, over uh, 15 years And part of the, when looking at how do you market yourself as a coach, and this is what I, I, I share with uh, people who are in business as entrepreneurs is be the invitation, like the mark, what whatever you're putting in the world is an invitation for them to see you, to see you, not just what you want them to see, but to see you. Because the more authentic that you are, the greater impact you have on the world, the greater impact because you, you're you coming from this place of fulfillment and that you really truly have something to offer. So what happens for a lot of business people is they're afraid that people are going to find out or decide that they're inadequate or what they have is not good enough right. or that they're going to fail. Mm-hmm. So uh, everything else is a mask. The, the marketing is a mask. Hey, let's put the right words up there so that I look good. right? As opposed to... What needs to shift in you so that you are good? You know that you are the vibrational resonance of what people are looking for. I'll tell you, I'm I'm so fascinated by this process, and I've been, I I practice what I preach here, uh, and so what I'm noticing is that people go to my website a lot, and people go, people email me and say, you you are offering something that I have been wanting for a long time, and I just have not seen it yet, and I want to work with you. Mm-hmm. Now, th- what they're saying in terms of the words is that it's, it's talking about this place of, I'm, in a sense, in a, a human human dilemma, but this, this place that's like the whole person challenge in the midst of their business life. And um, and so my point is is that, the work that I'm doing on myself is reflected in what you see on my website so that it's there's a wholeness, there's an integrity. And so when people see what there's, they get it when they come to my website or they see my blogs or they watch my videos, they get that I'm the real deal. So I become an invitation that way as opposed to um, come to my party, but you don't get to see me.
0: Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, I like the way you put that—the invitation. And um, I often describe marketing as letting people know the value that you offer, and this, awesome. this inviting yeah. aspect is uh, kind of
1: creates an openness, and it's, it's like an invitation. Let's be authentic together. That's right. And, and when I did this uh, part of a training in a training, uh, and we were looking at how do you create a website for. These um, new new beginning business people, mm-hmm. and and utilizing the principles of be the invitation, uh, it was so uh, it was so helpful because we weren't getting into the strategics. We didn't have to do any strategics. We just said, "What's the wh- who are you? What's the presence of you as people see your website, and and how do you share yourself in the world in, in the best way you know how?" And and that it was like a, it's a no brainer. It's not about some strategic $1,000 billion process. It's like, hey, this is what I do. This is how I connect. And this is what's important. And we know in marketing now, more than anything, it's about relationship and mm-hmm. cultivating that sense of trust and truth and, and relationship.
0: Well, it's not about authentic as yet one more thing on the to-do list. It's something, <laughs> it's one, That's right. one darn yeah. more thing I have to do. Um, it's
1: it's a much more holistic thing. It's about a way of being. That's right. And and it's like oh my god, it's just one more thing I have to do. And this is one of the the the, the challenges for people to hire a coach is because coaching takes longer than consulting. Consultants will just tell you what to do and you go do it. Right. But you're not going to get the the long term effects that c- coaching can provide because coaching really gets to the authentic source of what is. Um, a, a client of mine is sending an employee of his to to work with me, and I had a, a sort of a pre call with this fellow, the 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 employee, and he and it's and so we talked about what's what's this about, and I know this fellow is not necessarily fully committed to being a sales rep for the rest of his life, mm-hmm. and so it's like here's the conversation we're going to have, in terms of how you support and empower your employer, how you work with him, and be present to that. And what's next for you and doing that in a way that's an integrity with my, uh, with, with the employer and being clear that this guy may want to do something different, that this is just a, a just a, a step in his evolution as a, as a human being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it really creates the authentic truth as opposed to how do we get around or manipulate or control that's what a lot of marketing is about. And that's a lot of how we spend our days looking looking busy or looking like we're creative when actually we're avoiding something quite often. Yeah. It's an interesting distinction that you
0: make between consulting and coaching. And something I've been seeing off and on is, is people who are marketing themselves as coaches, but they approach it in the way of, well, I'm going to use this tool or this, this collection of tools to basically tell you who you are. And then yes. from that, I'll tell you how you need to operate your business. And I, I'm, <laughs> when I see that I, I am horrified because yes. I feel that so strongly that people have a deep and innate wisdom within them and that it's, it's my job as a coach. And I, I, I know you share this view uh, to, to help people tap into the authenticity of who they are, not to tell them using some external tool that may be valuable in terms of opening some insights that the person may have had before, but it's not, it's not the final arbiter, the final word, the only the, the the client is the person who can ultimately say, yes, this resonates for me. This is right for me. Yes. How, How do you feel about that?
1: Oh, I, I, I totally agree. Um, and the, the, it, because I, I, I so get uh, the, the innate wisdom that every single one of us has. And that we know if you ask the right questions, the right questions being this sort of process, like, how do you do that? What makes you do that? It's just that place of curiosity. It's the inquiry that's going to empower our clients to, to really utilize their intelligence and cultivate the intelligence that's there innately. And, um, the, the, our, our, our intelligence is very different than how most of us operate in terms of uh, what we believe we have to do and ha- what we believe we have to think, and all of those things in terms of the context. It doesn't utilize our true intelligence. And so uh, I think a, a, a truly effective coach is asking questions to source into the every individual so that they get to get, they get to utilize their own great intelligence and wisdom and have that's the that's where the fulfillment comes in i think i totally agree and i i mean your
0: approach it's the way you're describing it feels very respectful to me and one of the things that i ask people about in these interviews is how is your business a reflection of you and your values and how do you bring that into your marketing, working with your clients, how you operate your business is, can you expand a little bit about uh, what your values are and how you have brought them into your business? Or do you feel that that's kind of a separate thing and
1: not really no. part of it? No, I think, uh, you know, uh, I, there's, there's that, that principle with a lot of businesses is you leave your personal life outside the door. And the fact of the matter is you can't because we're always being ourselves. And so the work that I do is really about cultivating awareness and empowering people to uh, uh, begin to acknowledge themselves as full human beings and spiritual beings, like their wholeness, acknowledging their wholeness, acknowledging the wisdom and the brilliance and the intelligence it took, it has taken to, to get this far in their life. I mean it's when you when you look at the strategies that we we utilize to to, to just to survive, each one of us, it's phenomenal. It's really phenomenal. And so for us to to, to see that and go, wow, I'm pretty amazing that I got this far given my circumstances, it's pretty great. So uh you know, I, I my principles and values is like I'm a whole human being and my clients are whole human beings. And I want them to, to, to experience that wholeness and, and come to respect it, in a sense, acknowledge wow, look at who I am, not look at who I'm not, but look at who I am and, and how I operate in, in a much like a, a very effective way. You know, even if it's what we would consider dysfunctional, we're still putting our pants on one leg at a time and, you know, in the right direction and all those kinds of very elementary things that we take for granted. But to really uh, respect ourselves for that, and then come to a place of honoring, self honoring, like the sacredness of the, the 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 event of our being as a spark of divine in this in this process. That's huge mm-hmm. for me. And so that self honoring comes to a place of self dignity. Dignity is the total owning of this is myself, and and and. And deferring to no one—that was—it's one of the things I've, I've read in many spiritual um, teachings. Is deferring to no one means that I am in this place of self-sovereignty and an alignment with my truest self. And and that's in a sense we come so much more close to self-love in that place than we do by just saying, "Oh, I love myself because I give myself candy every day," or I, you know, <laughs> give myself my latte every day, whatever that is. Right. But this process is really about this the place of self-dignity which means i defer to no one i'm i'm a sovereign individual uh, and that in that place it doesn't it doesn't shut me down at all it allows for the fullest expression of me does that make sense absolutely i i had not heard that phrase before defer
0: to no one i mean Mm -hmm. sovereignty uh, i i know that to be part of The spiritual journey, but it's uh, what a great phrase. It's uh, and it's not about pushing away great ideas or things that might open you up to something different. It's about ultimately being your own, um, your own best advocate and and uh, acknowledging what you know within
1: yourself. That's right. That's right. That's That's right. And so I can listen to and hear and and collaborate and be creative and. Um I am, am, am in a continual uh, in continual integrity in alignment with my my truest self. And in, in, in this work, and I so appreciate Ursula, what you're doing with with impact, the, the idea of the impact because if if our when our leaders lead from this place, um, there's no hate and there's no anger and there's no aggression because that that uh, from my perspective, that internal, uh, essence is, is is comes from a bit different place than, than anger and aggression mm-hmm. uh, and force uh, and that's that's what I see we uh, the huge possibility and potential for for peace on the planet through this process mm-hmm. through what you're offering and what so many more people are offering and one other thing I want to say is quite often people uh, uh, talk about transformational coaching or they want transformation. And I, I wrote an article cost, called We Want Transformation But We Don't Want to Change because, <laughs> because there, there, there's a distinction between what that is, uh, between change and transformations. we've kind of talked about. But I just want to articulate that, that for me, um, being a transformational coach isn't that I'm going to wave my magic wand and m- provide transformation. But I'm a steward for people and a thinking partner for them. To as they move through this process of transformation, because this paradigm shift is very much like the caterpillar becoming the butterfly. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And it can be very full of anguish and and change and scary places, but the end is something magnificent, someone magnificent.
0: Absolutely. Uh, That was really a lovely way to put it. I, I like that steward, being someone's steward as they move through this process of transformation. Yeah you mentioned self honoring as as a big part of what you value and do you feel that your the way you honor yourself in terms of your self care affects your ability to have impact and and if it if you do what aspects of your self care practice feel most sacred or important to you
1: it's a great question um the the practice that i do and have done uh, is it in a sense is um, at the end of the day, acknowledge myself. I was doing this is like, acknowledge myself for 10 things that I can acknowledge myself for. Like I went for a, a, I acknowledge myself for being respectful and honoring to my clients or to being, having fun and laughing or whatever things I can acknowledge myself for, um, in that way. You know, I acknowledge myself for getting the kitchen cleaned at the, you know, or getting <laughs> clothes put away or whatever those things are. That's a challenge for me. And and then there was like, well, what do I respect myself for? And those were sort of almost a different level of you know, respect for myself for being more integrity and respectful of other people's perspectives. And and then I got to honoring, and it was like, wow, that's hard. <laughs> I was like, how do I honor myself? <laughs> because I honor, I could say, well, here's I honor other people, but how do I honor myself? And so I had to really think about that. Because I think it's very challenging to see. Here's how I honor myself, and um, I live on an island. I live on ten acres in a, a very simple structure, uh, but that's honoring myself is living in, a, in an environment that nurtures me, and honoring myself by, t- you know, giving myself time every morning to sit with my, um, you know, with my books of inspiration, um, and those kinds of places where I can honor myself allows me to listen and hear my clients where they're dishonoring themselves Mm -hmm. and where where that dishonoring is not in service to their highest truth, their highest value or what they're wanting coaching on. So where I've been able to make those shifts for myself, I'm able to hear where my clients aren't making that shift and may need to make that shift because gosh, as a leader of a country or a leader of an organization, we would think that they would have that degree of self honoring and some do but the majority of them don't. The majority of us do not have that place, that level of self honoring. We're afraid. <laughs> when we're afraid, we don't take care of ourselves. Right. Yeah. And, and those daily
0: practices are so important in maintaining that because it's so easy to let that slip away
1: when you're busy or you feel like you have so many things to do and, and uh, or you're tired. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And, and it's, you know, again, the question is, well, what's the priority here? What do you, what's your, what do you, what are you attempting to serve? And if it's like, well, I don't have time to do this. It's like, well, let's talk about that. What's the higher priority on your list of to do's that has it not be that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And when we ask those kinds of questions, we see that there's a fear element of that. Well, I won't get something done. Well, if you don't get that done, what does that mean? Well, somebody won't like me, or somebody will be upset, or somebody won't hire me, or somebody blah, 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 okay? It's a fear-based process as opposed to saying, here's what's honoring. Or, you know, when I first moved here to Orcas in 2003, people were going, how are you going to have clients on this island with 4,000 people population? <laughs> how are you going to do that? I go, I don't know. I just know this is, in, this is a, 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 you know, in, a, in essence, this is self-honoring, this is what I need to do. This is what I'm called to do. And, you know, being here, I've had clients literally all over the world, sitting on my little mountain, um, <laughs> talking to people all over the world. Yeah, it's and uh, it's, it, in some ways, I have far more access to, to in, in the world than I did living in Silicon Valley. Uh, so it's, 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 it's looking, again, that's a paradigm shift from fear-based, well, I don't have enough time. It's like, let's talk about that. What's your highest truth? What is it you're wanting and what needs to shift to make that happen? I need to give myself some time for meditation. Yeah. I have this wonderful client in San Francisco, very pragmatic kind of guy uh, and very like 4.30 in the morning kind of stuff. And, uh, and he said, I, I don't have time to meditate. And he had a brand new baby and he sat down he was able to meditate for like 60 days in a row. Huh. It was like, how do, how do you do that? You know, how do you do that? Cause I, cause I find it fascinating. Wow. That's pretty amazing to go from, I have no time, new baby crying, wife that's cranky to I've been meditating for 60 days in a row. Yeah.
0: Well, he committed to it and
1: he committed to it. Yeah. He, it. The time occurred because he made the time, yeah. he made the commitments to it. Right. So that kind of stuff is, that's awesome, I think. And that's, I I see that all the time with my clients, these phenomenal things happen. And they go, I don't know how that happened. And uh, it's just, it's exciting. It's fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, Rosie, have you, have you run into your own obstacles or barriers and having the impact that you want to have? And would you be willing to share an example and, and how you addressed it? I always think it's helpful for people to hear, well, You know, we hear on Facebook and other places, well, this person has an awesome life career and nothing could possibly go wrong with them. But we all have things that we deal with, and I think it's helpful to hear how people move through it. It gives everybody hope and ideas and inspiration on how to do it themselves. So if you'd be willing, that'd be great to hear from you about.
1: Sure. So uh, one of the principles when you were asking earlier, um, one of the principles I operate from is that. Uh, first of all, I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. Uh, number two is my circumstances, in a sense, is an internship. It's my circumstances that I'm in, uh, uh, they, they teach me. I get to learn who I am and how I be and what limitations I've created based on what's showing up for me in my life. And um, so that uh, my circumstances, whatever they are, if I'm aware as a spiritual, that I'm having a, that I'm here to learn as, uh, from the spiritual perspective, then I don't take it personally, the circumstances that show up. So I have to be open and allowing of what is as teachers, uh, as teachers of what what's mine to learn. Um, so um, what that means is that I, um, I, I listen from a spiritual perspective. I, I, I look at the overview of what is. So uh, in 2010 um, I was called to leave the training that I was leading and, and the work that I was doing which was giving me six, eight, six-figure income and it was like here's the new trajectory. You, you're you called to something different which means leaving this work and, and because I truly believe that this is What's true, I, I did that, but I also expected anticipated that I would get a phone call from Oprah or some other fantastic <laughs> thing like two days later. That's what I was expecting. but be, And it didn't happen, and, and I felt like I really crashed and burned, you know, ego, egoically I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and financially, uh, you know, I didn't have the income and still don't have the income that I had before, like five, six years ago. Uh, but through that process, I have taken every day as an opportunity to learn something, which get, learn what I'm doing, which limits my ability to, to, to prosper in ways that I wasn't able to, to book to, to before. So one of the, um, this book that I highly recommend for everyone is called oneness. And, uh, you can find it on Amazon O N E N E S S. And it's, uh, a piece, it's a work of by Rasha, R-A-S-H-A. And one of the things it says in there probably two or three times is, our highest possible results, our highest vibrational results are always forthcoming. Our highest vibrational results are always forthcoming. Uh So this is a a huge principle by which I live, which means if if I'm not, in a sense, uh, if I'm not uh, experiencing the flow of that level of abundance, whatever that means, it's because it's not my, my vibrational resonance isn't at that level yet. Right,
0: right.
1: And so it's like, Oh, I got more work to do. So it's not, I mean, I, when I first read that, I would, was like, there's something wrong and it's awful <laughs> and terrible. And I'm a victim too. And then it's like, wait, let's look at this differently. That my highest vibrational results are always forthcoming. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm open to learning so that that shifts, so that I'm, I have more access to love and prosperity in, in health and in every single way. And as I've practiced that, working with that and learning and letting go of what doesn't work in my perspective and my actions and my interpretations and as I let go, phenomenal things occur. You know, More clients come in, uh, more speaking engagements occur, more uh, books get written. Uh, so the, so prosperity, in a sense, occurs in all all aspects of my life because that's a transformational nature. It happens in every aspect of my life. So, so it's challenging to sit with the circumstances which look, you know, from one perspective as if it sucks. I hate this. <laughs> but when I turn it into, okay, not the lemonade, <laughs> turning lemons into lemonade, but really saying, okay, what's here for me to learn? that I'm, I'm not, that I'm resistant to, to learning and looking at, then I get to shift and see what, what's possible. And this is the value of a highly you know, ex, expert uh, uh, coach and, and life coach in a sense. Life coach is how do you be in your life circumstances even if they're work circumstances. But this is the, the value of having somebody who can walk you through this process. If things aren't the way you want them, you got to look at what, how you're creating what you're creating. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, that's, and, and because I've done this work, and, and I've written many books about it uh, in many ways, um, because of that, then I'm able to sit with my clients in calm and in humor, and they're able to laugh with me at, at, their, at the circumstances they know they're creating now because they take responsibility and, and are accountable for how their life is showing up. Mm-hmm. How awesome is that? It's yeah, a pretty amazing process. Well, it's, it is it is a huge process. Yeah. Yes. So what insight
0: or advice would you share with another business owner who's asking themselves, how can I have impact? How can I positively affect the wor- my own
1: world and what's around me? What would you, what would you tell them? Well, number one, I would say that, uh, that, Most likely, you do not have in this moment the wisdom or the abilities to think about this by yourself, Uh, that hiring a coach, uh, hiring a coach that's worth their salt, worth their weight salt, is so important for you to have what you say you want. If you're not willing to hire somebody so that you can have what you want, you might look at what you're committed to. And you'll see that that may not be uh, being the most effective and the most fulfilled and the most uh, uh, successful business person you want to (laughs) be. So that's hire somebody. If you're serious about having, having the life you want, that's basically (laughs) that's my, that's my, uh, my take.
0: Yeah. No, thank you for sharing that. And, and thank you for joining us today. I, I, this journey that you're on of of working with people and being a a steward as they move through the transformational process and and move them towards fulfillment of their spirit as you put it it's beautiful work and it's it's so much uh, contribution to all of us and and not just to your clients directly so thank you for the work that you do in the world Rosie and for joining me today on the podcast. Oh, you're so welcome, Ursula. It's fun to talk about it and talk to you. Well, thank you. And if people want to get in touch with you, what's the
1: best way for them to reach you? Uh, if they're not sure who I am, they just can Google Rosie Kuhn, K-U-H-N. They can Google me and I'll come up. Uh, my website and my my uh, my business is the Paradigm Shifts Coaching Group. And my uh, website is theparadigmshifts.com. So you can Google anything like that, or uh, if they Google what is transformational coaching, I will come up uh, pretty close to the very top, which is fun. Uh, and <laughs> if they want to email me, uh, and, and again, that's another thing of being the invitation. I, I did not, nothing to, to get myself up to the top of Google with, uh, with transformational coaching. That, that just happened organically which is phenomenal <laughs> <laughs> it is phenomenal with the amount yes. of effort and energy people put
0: into seo it's awesome
1: i know yeah so so my my email is rosie r-o-s-i-e at the paradigm shifts.com Great. Well, thank
0: you again, Rosie. And join us for more podcasts on impact. Subscribe to the Work Alchemy podcast channel on iTunes or Stitcher Radio so you'll be notified as soon as new podcasts are available. And thank you to everyone listening for being here. Until next time, to keep that positive flow of energy going in your business so you can have your own impact, join our community of entrepreneurs like you by entering your name and email at workalchemy.com.